lovely hummingbirds it's your girl monroe and you're listening to pop culture how's it going everyone now before we begin again apologies I know it's Tuesday instead of Monday, and I promise things will get back until the Monday swing back to normal as soon as my life gets a little less crazy. Um, But thank you all so much for your continual support and patience. It really means a lot to me, especially right now. Before we begin, though, I do want to take a moment of silence for the lives that have passed recently. Um, Arlene... Galanka, Romy Walthall, uh, Deshaun Robertson, also known as Low Loaded, Ruben Garcia Castillo, and Clarence Williams III. Now please, let's have a moment of silence. Thank you. So today we will be discussing a few (laughs) different things. Um, I know last week's episode was Industry Talks Part 1 with Chris from Alarmist Brewing and Taproom. I hope you guys had as much fun listening to all of it as I did recording it. Um, Industry Talks Part 2 will be released next week on Monday. Give your girl some time to do the editing and make sure she has enough space on her phone, which has been majority of the issue is that I don't have space on my phone because I do everything on my phone from my YouTube videos to TikToks to pop culture recordings and pictures for the gram. Like, <laughs> everything is on this fucking phone. Like, I literally, <laughs> I was like, I need to renew my, my little Apple uh, loss and theft thing because, oh, Lord. If I, oh, I can't even, I can't even say that into the universe. No, mm-mm. So, a few updates before we get into Pride Month, which, happy fucking Pride Month, everybody! <laughs> so exciting! So, um, yeah, before we get into all of that, uh, Loki drops tomorrow on Disney+. Plus. One day away from Loki, and I don't know about y'all, but I am going to very much so binge this as it goes along (laughs) also edc las vegas has confirmed its lineups for the weekend of october 22nd 23rd and 24th um you guys can definitely check it out either on pasquale rotella's instagram or the edc las vegas site um yeah that shit's happening (laughs) i don't know i'm still so like it feels so surreal that the world is fucking reopening. Mask mandates are being lifted this weekend for Chicago, I think. So, I don't know. It's just, it's really out here. We're out here. This is happening. Also, that being said, it's... Don't mind me. I'm, like, lotioning my hands. Um, if you are not ready to partake in the world like nothing happened, you are not obligated to my loves okay you are not forced to be out and be around crazy amounts of people so just remember take it at your own time take it at your own pace i know especially right now with mercury retrograde hitting we all have to take a little bit of time to slow things down 
and really just, you know, consider the next steps that we want to take, and that is perfectly okay. Do not let anyone, especially not your own anxiety and voices in your head tell you otherwise, okay? It is okay to take time for you. It is okay to take things slowly. <sighs> um, now that we're on to some more morbid notes, um, <laughs> just kidding. So, cry but like not really but I do want to cry so BuzzFeed Unsolved I I know you guys have heard me talk about the ghoul boys like on here and like their new um channel watcher which if you're not following you should go follow and if they ever listen to this I love you guys so much Stephen Lim, Shane Monday, and Ryan Bergara <laughs> definitely go check it out go follow them I love them I love their content it literally lifts me up on shitty fucking days but the sad news that I have for you today is BuzzFeed Unsolved. True crime and supernatural are coming to an end this year in 2021. Um, the final season for BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime begins June 18th, and BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural will be the fall of 2021. I want to cry, especially because the way that Watcher is going, I know that we're probably never going to see the guys do that type of content anymore. Never say never. Mi corazoncito está de luto por tu amor. I'm, I'm done. I'm done being stupid. <laughs> On happier news, congratulations to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have welcomed in their baby girl, Lily Bet Diana, which is the names of the queen and Harry's mother, late Princess Diana. Um, congratulations to them on the birth of their baby. I mean, when I saw, when I saw the announcement, cause yes, I, I follow the monarchy on Instagram. Don't judge me. Um, the comment section was fucking foul, bro. Like, can y'all not attack them? And like, people were like, oh my God, but they talk so much on the Oprah thing about the queen. They did not. If you guys actually watched the interview, you know, they didn't like, they did not drag the fucking queen or her name. So I'm gonna need y'all to like reel it back and watch the shit before you say something. But congratulations to them. Um, a couple more updates. Um, Chicano Batman, who is to play here in Chicago on the 17th of December at Concord Music Hall, is going to be um, playing that show with Angelica Garcia y Los Retros. I really hope I get to go. <laughs> I miss them. I haven't seen them since, oh my god, I went to like a street fest. Was it a street? Yeah, it was a street fest at, um... Wow. Somewhere by Fulton Market. <laughs> all I know is I got to take hella pictures, got to dance my face off with all the other short girls in the front. I'm 5'2 for reference. And then I had to like leave because my phone was at 1% and clinging for dear life. <laughs> it's okay. Obviously, I made a home safe, right? But <laughs> so my baby, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I absolutely adore this man. He is absolutely gorgeous. He's an incredible actor. I was first, um, made aware of his existence through a Nickelodeon film. <laughs> and if you guys know, you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> 
It was called Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. <laughs> yes, I had to say it in an accent. I'm so sorry. But, so, I know with WandaVision, you know, we had the fake Pietro. Um, and it was, like, a whole thing, like, oh, why isn't he returning? And then it's, like, you know, and, and Aldrin, like, he was, he was killed and all that sad, sad. But he will be returning kind of to the MCU, but not really. So Sony, who owns the rights of, like, Spider-Man and, like, they've been working to make Spider-Man part of the MCU, has also been doing a lot of side projects, particularly with Spidey villains. Um, our boy Aaron Taylor Johnson will pick up the mantle of the villain Sergei Kravinov, or Kraven the Hunter, um, which is set to be released January 13th, 2023. And you bet your sweet butts I will be watching it. Um, <laughs> a few more congratulations that are in order. Felicidades a Belinda y Cristian Nodal, because they are engaged. Congrats to them. Oh, the picture was so cute. And congratulations to Stephen Lim from Watcher, and his fiance Tammy Cho, oh my god, they are also engaged, oh, and it was so beautiful, and in the post, they did, like, this whole thing where the diamond that they used was, like, um, what's, <sighs> not cruelty-free, but there's, there's another word for it, but, like, it was created, oh, beautiful, 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 congratulations to them, and now we go on to the Duke, <laughs> Why did I say it like that? Oh my god. So Bridgerton. Um, <laughs> I enjoy myself entirely too much when I record these. I swear I do. So Bridget Jean Page, who played the role of Simon in Bridgerton. Y'all have heard me say so many times, I want to find the Simon to my Daphne. Without all the bullshit and toxicity, please. Thank you. Um, so he currently did, currently, recently, did an interview for Variety Magazine. Um, if you guys want to check it out, please go to Variety.com and definitely take a look. That is where I got all the information. Um, but he did speak a little bit about some roles that he is... Oh my god, I'm so excited! So if you guys follow me on my other handles, you know that for one of my Instagrams and my TikTok and my Twitch, it is Drizzit's Wifey. I gave a little spiel on that um, the previous episode of Industry Talks who, like, why Drizzit's wifey and Drizzit and like Dungeons and Dragons character but like <gasps> so he's gonna <laughs> so, he's gonna have a role in a um Dungeons and Dragons film and also on Netflix's The Gray Man. I'm so excited for him obviously it was all like super hush hush and like he couldn't really say what he's going to be doing and his roles are, which, understandable, right? You know, the suspense. The suspense is killing us all. Um, but I did want to read to you guys a quote that he said about um, the new roles he's taking. Because, like, okay, so I don't know if you guys remember a little bit back when, like, um, Bridgerton announced that he wouldn't be returning in his role and there was like a whole like commotion about it and fans were like freaking the fuck out and I mean they offered this man money but the agreement was that like you know Simon's role within the series was kind of a one and done 
And so he's, he, he won't be returning and it breaks my heart. Um, but that's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Cause we will get to see him in a bunch of other stuff. There's also been rumors that he's going to be like 007 and I am so foreseeing that happen. Um, so the quote, <laughs> so the quote that he said for the interview is as follows. And I will do my best at reading it through my own fucking chicken scratch so that I can't read any percent of the time. But the quote is as follows. And the quote is about acting and his profession. There's so many directions you can take this job. It's not so much about picking one and knowing where I want to go. It's about knowing that there are other ways that I can do this and continuing to explore that. I absolutely love that quote, not just as far as acting, but as like a life quote in general. It's like, you know, we, throughout our lives, we get conditioned into believing that things have to be a certain way, that they have to go a certain route, and that's, that's not life. Life takes a myriad of twists and turns and loop-de-loops and it's a journey. And I know I've said it before, I, my biggest struggle in life is to not fall into my maladaptive daydreaming. Um, and really be present. Be present and enjoy your journeys, enjoy your lives, because we really only have one and let's make the most of it in whatever that means to you. Okay? Now, let's talk about Pride Month. Cue the Gaga and Britney Spears and <laughs> all the other icons. Sorry, I'm just like... I'm so excited. I love Pride Month. Um, if you guys have not researched a little bit of, like, why June is Pride Month, um... I will do my best to give a little bit of the history on this episode. The most, like, well-known reason is that it is a commemoration. Commemoration. Iba a decir conmemoración in Spanish, but... <laughs> um, for the Stonewall rights. However, there were 24 events prior to the Stonewall... I can't word. Stonewall riots. Try saying that five times fast. Jeez. I feel like in Harry Potter when McGonagall goes like, like a bumbling band of baboons. Yeah, can't do it. <laughs> so I will name them and like, you know, all that. So 1 to 24, y'all ready for this? <laughs> it took a long time for me to write all of these. <laughs> so in May of 1959... Um, there was a protest in Los Angeles to protest police harassment. Uh, it took place at Cooper Donuts, which was a gathering place, hangout place. Um, and the most notable part, which I thought was hilarious, <laughs> was um, that they pelted police officers with coffee and donuts, which, like, I think it's funny. It's ironic. Especially because of, like, all the, the um, imagery that goes around, like, police officers and, like, 
donuts and coffee and shit. So I was just like, oh, the irony. So then fast forward to September 19th, 1964 in New York City. Um, it happened at the Whitehall Street Induction Center. And it was a picketing. It was a protest. Uh, it was a picketing to protest the... U.S. military's treatment of gay people and the violation of the confidentiality of gay men's draft records. Um, not cool. December 2nd, 1964. In New York City, um, there was a protest held against the model of homosexuality as a mental illness. Now, I don't know if you guys know anything about that, um, but that was a really big thing for a really long time. Homosexuality was deemed as a mental illness, and conversion therapy was very heavily a thing. It was fucking disgusting. Everything that they would put people through is heartbreaking um sorry I'm like really trying not to I'm not even gonna lie I was like reading everything and as I was like digging and researching I I fucking cried y'all know me I be crying all the time it's the cancer son but <laughs> so fast forward January 1st 1965 in San Francisco um there was a protest to protest against police action um after a fundraiser that was held by the Council on Religion and the Homosexuals was um, raided by police, which fucked up. It was a fundraiser. What the fuck? Um, April 17th and 18th in Washington, D.C. and New York City. Um, <sighs> there was a protest because... Um, gay people were being placed in forced labor camps in Cuba, which I didn't know myself had been a thing. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, it's so surreal to me because like my parents are boomers, right? So like my, my parents were 1950, 1954 respectively. And like to think that they were teenagers when all of this was happening is insane because whenever we think of history we think of it to be some crazy amount of time in the past and it's really so not um april 25th 1965 in philadelphia uh dewey's restaurant refused service to a group of um, gay people and people that were wearing quote-unquote non-conformist clothing, which I didn't know there was, like, at this point in time, there was, like, regulations that, like, men had to wear specific articles of clothing and women had to wear three feminine articles of clothing was a fucking thing or, like, people would get arrested. It's fucking insane. Um, May 29th, 1965 in D.C., there was a protest held in support of gay rights. July 4th, 1965 in Philadelphia was the beginning of their annual reminder for the LGBT presence in the communities. Um, 
then September 26, 1965 in San Francisco. So remember the, um, sorry, <laughs> I'm like moving shit around. So the Council on Religion and the Homosexual. So there was a reverend that was arrested and the protest that happened July 4th, 1965. I'm sorry, September 26, 1965. My old chicken scratch, can't read it. Um, it was basically to support pro-gay clergy, which was something that was very frowned upon by both church and state, which is fucked up. Um, I have so many things to say about all of that, but let me just breathe. Okay, October 23rd, 1965, in Washington, D.C., there was a um, protest in support of gay rights. April 21st, 1966, in New York City, um, there was a protest to challenge the prohibition of serving alcohol to known homosexuals. What? Like, what? <laughs> like, if we think prohibition, or if I hear the word prohibition, I think fucking, like, roaring 20s and shit. I don't think, like, oh, it was in the 60s. What? Mm. May 21st, 1966, in... Los Angeles, New York, Philly, San Francisco, and D.C. There was a protest to protest the exclusion of um, gays from the U.S. Armed Forces. So, um, people that were gay were being excluded from being able to participate in the U.S. Armed Forces. And it marked the beginning of the North American Conference of Homophile Organization, whose focus was to bring um, gay issues to mainstream media and awareness. July 18th, 1966 in San Francisco, um, Compton's Cafe, um, Compton's Cafeteria, which I, I can't say it in English cafeteria that sounds so weird to me um manage the management from la cafeteria hired pinkerton agents which is like a oh my god i've been watching too much fucking naruto i was gonna say on blue black ops jesus christ but basically a private um organization and police to harass gay and transgender customers um this continued into august of 1966 um, uh, out for Compton's Cafeteria, so, like, the protests continued. September 1966, here in Chicago, which I did not know this was a thing, and I was like, yo, I need to do more research, I need to spend more time reading things, which I was doing so well, but, you know, I've been, I've been slacking. September 1966, here in Chicago, Mattachin Midwest protested against both the Chicago Trib and the Chicago Sun-Times, Chicago Tribune, and Chicago Sun-Times for ignoring both the organization and the material that they would put out. The <laughs> Tribune had absolutely no coverage of the protests, and the Sun-Times 
had coverage, but did not mention that they were one of the outlets that were being protested against. And I was like, you shady bitches. Um, (laughs) What the fuck? Anyway, I mean, you know, PR, of course they wouldn't, right? But damn, bro. So January 1st, 1967 and February 11th, 1967, both in L.A., so while these were two separate incidents, they did start off um, outside the Black Cat Club bar, 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 <laughs> um, because of raids that happened there, and it was organized by the owner of Pandora's Box, which was another bar, um, and it was a group of counterculture groups, so like hippies and shit, um, to protest the raids and, like, police brutality and all that shit that was occurring. Um, March 17th, 1968, also in LA, drag queens, the princess and the duchess, which I live for those names, held a St. Patrick's Day party slash protest to protest entrapment by the LAPD. So entrapment is basically the coercion by like undercover police officers to have a person commit an illegal act in order to build a case against them. Um, yeah, fucked up. April 23rd, 1968 in New York City. Um, this was held by the Student Homophile League of Columbia University to protest the classification of homosexuality as a mental illness. Again, why did this persist for so fucking long? (laughs) In May 9th, 1968, in Newtown, Pennsylvania, students protested the cancellation of a talk um, on homosexuality that was going to happen at Bucks County Community College. Students protested. They were like, what the fuck? You can't cancel this. Like, <sighs> May 30th, 1968 in LA, various groups organized a gay in gathering in Griffith Park. Um, August 19th, 1968 in LA, Lee Glaze, who is was the owner of the patch organized the patrons to buy out a near flower shop so there was a raid um and two men were arrested and (laughs) at the patch and so the owner basically organized the rest of the patrons to go buy out a flower shop and then go bail out the men and they adorned the entire station with flowers which i was just like that is so fucking awesome. <laughs> so happy. I love it. I can't. It's great. April 1969 in San Francisco, after the firing of gay activist and journalist Gail Whittington for coming out in print um, from State's Steamship Company, the Committee for Homosexual Freedom, or the CHF, gathered to protest for weeks outside of the offices from noon to one, which, like, in office world, that is lunch hours, so it is, like, the most trafficked moments for offices. May 1969, also in San Francisco, also, um, the CHF is, CHF's, 
doing. Um, after the firing of Frank DeNaro from Tower Records for assumptions that he was gay, they also performed protests there. Some other protests that um, they held were against both Safeway stores, Macy's, and the Federal Building. Which brings us all the way to June. Why June? Well, like I stated earlier, it is to commemorate the Stonewall Riots, which occurred from June 28th to July 3rd, 1969. Also, I thought it was super cute that when I'm recording this, I hit June 28th at 28 minutes. I just thought that was super cute. I'm a dork. Um, when police became violent during a raid of the Stonewall Inn in the Greenwich Village neighborhood of Manhattan, New York City. Now, at this point in time, which, like, I did not know was a thing, organized crime families had a really big hand in the creation of all the gay bars and clubs, which meant they held a lot of back-end deals at these establishments, so raids were really common due to the organized crime. Um... And it, it was really one of those moments where, like, the people just stood up and they were like, fuck no, we're not going to put up with this shit. Um, if you guys want to know more, feel free to do your own research. Feel free to comment or leave a voice message or say, hey, we want to know more and I will gladly tell you more. But it is Pride Month. Please educate yourselves. Please be open. Please love <laughs> love and please don't spread hate like the world especially now at reopening does not need any more hate it really doesn't um that's all that i have for you guys this podcast as i said the next episode of pop culture will be industry talks part two with greg um where we dive a little bit more of shit that's been going on in the industry um and i will leave you guys with this quote by tammy baldwin that reads as follows. There will not be a magic day when we wake up and it's okay to express ourselves publicly. We make that day by doing things publicly until it's simply the way things are. That is it. For me, I will catch you guys again next week. As always, follow me on all my handles at imonroe3, at Drizzit's Wifey, at Ella Loon, and yeah, les mando mucha paz, muchos besos. Y les recuerdo que miren hacia la luna, sending you much peace, many kisses, and reminding you to look up at the moon. I will catch y'all on the next one, and the week after that, I will get into my latest listens list while I properly listen to everything I've been listening to for the past couple weeks. Um, so yeah, tune in, enjoy, and I will catch y'all on the next one. Bye!